0: The homilies or sermons contained in these podcasts were delivered by Deacon Joe Dietz, a permanent deacon serving at Christ the King Catholic Church in South Bend, Indiana, a parish of the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend. Each homily is preceded by the reading on which it was based. A reading from the book of Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Set out for the great city of Nineveh, and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh, according to the Lord's bidding. Now, Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city and had gone but a single day's walk, announcing, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw by their actions how they turned away from their evil way, He repented of the evil that he had threatened to do them. He did not carry it out. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the Gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the Gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Oh, it's still a few weeks away, but imagine, if you will, that it is Valentine's Day. And you have received two special cards. You know the ones. They are in the special soft pastel envelope. The stamp is a love stamp. And the eyes are dotted with little hearts. You put them aside, sensing that they are from that someone special. And you wait until you are alone in a quiet place to open them. You open the first one slowly. so so as to savor the experience, and you find a card which says, Repent and change your ways in 40 days, or you will pay the price. Love God. Now, somewhat taken aback, and with trembling hand, you open the second card and read, The time is now. God is near. Change your ways. Follow me, and I will pay the price. Love, Jesus. As illustrated in today's readings, experiencing God includes both hearing and responding to his message, as well as hearing and responding to the call to be a messenger. Now, it may seem that God's message to Nineveh is more like an intimidating threat than a love letter. But before we judge too quickly, we should remember it was this word from God through a so unwilling messenger that saved the city and the 120,000 people in it. Without that message, the people would have continued in their sinful lifestyle, and whether in a collective end 40 days later, or at their individually appointed times over the next 40 years, they would have been lost forever. The first two chapters of Jonah tell the story of a very reluctant response to God's call, not on the part of the people of Nineveh, but on the part of Jonah. The first reading actually begins the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, because the first time, instead of going to Nineveh, Jonah headed in the other direction as fast as he could. He booked passage on a boat to Tarshish to flee from the Lord. And it was from this boat that Jonah was cast into the sea and swallowed by the large fish in which he resided for three days and three nights. It was only after God heard his prayer of repentance from the belly of the fish the Jonah was spit up on the beach and this time decided it was probably best to do what the Lord asked. It is this Jonah, three days older but oh, so much wiser, that begins his journey through Nineveh that we read about today and meets with so much success. He has really just begun when the people believe God and turn from their ways and begin to fast and pray in hope that God will change his mind and spare the city, which he does. Now God had seen the wickedness of the people, in his mercy chosen to warn them, adjusted the attitude of his messenger, made their hearts open to the message which brought them to conversion, thus saving their earthly and eternal lives. In the Gospel reading, the word of God and the expression of his love do not appear in the presence of some reluctant prophet like Jonah, but in the presence of Jesus, the Son of God himself. Jesus' message, although kinder and gentler, is in essence still the same. I love you, and I want you to change your ways so as to live with me forever. The response of the apostles to Jesus' call is, however, decidedly different than Jonah's. They drop everything and follow Jesus. Jesus' brings Jesus message brings with it the power to change our lives through the Holy Spirit and respond to the call to be messengers like the apostles did. It is through the same experience of Christ's love that we are called to ongoing conversion and through the sharing of that love to call others to a life with Christ as well. Now, there are many ways to fish. Peter and Andrew used the large net method to catch many smaller to medium-sized fish. Jonah used himself as bait and went after the big one. But just like there are many ways to fish, there are different ways we may be called to share our faith. Some are dramatic, such as the story of the five male missionaries who flew into the remote parts of Ecuador in the Amazon in 1956 in an effort to contact and evangelize the extremely violent Wayodani people. The five were murdered by the tribe. But shortly thereafter, the wife of one of the men and the sister of another one settled peacefully among the Wayodani and brought them Christianity. Their example of responding to bloodshed with love inspired rapid conversions among the tribe. These conversions are credited with ending internal warfare among the Wayodani and ensuring the tribe's survival. The Wayodani's experience of the call of God was not one of a word of revelation. It was an experience of God's love through these women who responded to tragedy with the love of God given them by Jesus Christ. Some ways are less dramatic, but just as meaningful. Father Mike Woos, one of my formation instructors, related a true life story he witnessed while working with Mother Teresa's Sisters of Charity in India. A Buddhist monk developed an illness that left him paralyzed from the waist down. He was expected to die, and his brother monks felt they could not care for him, for he had to be carried everywhere and he was not a small man. They moved him out into the street and left him there to die. The Sisters of Charity picked him up and brought him to one of their houses where they cared for him. After several weeks in their care, the monk asked one of the sisters for a copy of the New Testament. When she asked him why he wanted to read the New Testament, he said, I want to understand what moves you to love and care for me when my own brother monks would not. The lessons of these stories have just as much meaning for us as for those with whom we might share them. The way O'Donis witnessed an example of how God's love is greater than our greatest offense, no matter what we have done to separate ourselves from God, He still loves us and wants to be in relationship with us. God's love and mercy is greater than any sin we've committed, and we are always called to repent and return to Him. The Buddhist monk saw firsthand how the love of Jesus is not only present in times of great need, but is also present for the long haul in the patient, kind, and humble service of the sisters meeting his daily needs. In the same way God loves us, we are called to love others. As we look to be doers of the word and not hearers only, let us echo the words of the psalm. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God, my Savior. For questions or comments on this homily, write to Deacon Joe2017 at gmail.com.